1: They've done actually everything from repairing a small wiring situation with a circuit breaker panel to adding additional circuits, adding parking lighting. So really, they have become a one-stop shop for all of our needs.
0: If you call today and use the promo code BSN, you will get $25 off your next service call. That's 303-646-6765 or go to PiperElectric.com.
2: What's up? Welcome into the BSN Nuggets podcast. Harrison Wind here. On a Sunday evening, we are presented by The Green Solution today. Visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at mygreensolution.com. Reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes. Use code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Hope your Saturday night plans weren't ruined by the Anthony Davis trade to the Lakers. I've got some thoughts on that. I want to talk about that a little on the podcast today from a Nuggets perspective, also from a Lakers perspective, because I've got some thoughts there. And then I'll get to some questions as well. But I want to remind you guys, as we head into a new week, if you've got questions for the show, wind at bsndenver.com. I'll go ahead and read them, give you a shout out as well. Or you can call up the Total Beverage Fan Hotline, 1-800-BSN-8394, 1-800-BSN-8394. We got a call there from Chris, which is how I want to start things off today, because he was curious about my thoughts on the AD trade, and he also laid out uh, some comments that he had. So let's listen to what Chris had to say and then jump into this AD thing.
1: Hey, hey, Chris in Denver. Uh, what, a, what, an eventful, uh, what an eventful few days it's been in the NBA. Um, I'm sure uh, the Anthony Davis trade, you know, I know it's a Nugget-centric show, but, I mean, let's be honest, you know, if you play in the West, the Anthony Davis trade affects you. When I first saw the trade, I thought to myself, those problems get you Anthony Davis. But, uh, you know, after looking at some of the picks, I'm almost starting to wonder if this trade won't bite them in the ass a lot sooner than they think. Um, Looks like they're going to go after Kemba Walker. And you know, as I've you know, I mean, I you know, I told you before. That I think I think Kemba to the Lakers is a pretty good fit. Um, seems like a pretty obvious move. But um, yeah, how's how how's that going to work out? Like, what are they going to surround around them? I know they were able to keep Kuzma. They uh, they they gave up the draft for <laughs> for years 22 through 25 to keep you know. Kenny Jabari Parker, I think is uh, one of the one of the descriptions I've seen on Twitter. But um, yeah, how do how do they fill that out? Okay, so you have Kemba, LeBron, and Anthony Davis in the playoffs. That's going to be pretty hard to stop. But um, <clears throat> what about the other 82 games in the year? Like, who do they fill out around them? Do they almost have to trade Kuzma to get some depth around them and other players? There? And moreover, Kemba Walker's 30. He's gonna be uh, 31 here pretty soon. <laughs> LeBron James is gonna be 35 next year. Anthony Davis doesn't show up to work every day. Like, is this? Do you think this is unstoppable as people are are suggesting? Is this the next? Uh, I don't want to say dynasty because I don't I don't think they're gonna be much, you know, all that good after two years anyway. Right? But um, is this is the next juggernaut. I could certainly see it, but I'm not sure. I mean, I don't... You know, with LeBron, you need shooters, and while Kemba's a good shooter, he's not a catch-and-shoot guy. He's the guy that creates his own shot. I don't know how that's going to work with someone as ball-dominant as LeBron James. Uh, What are your thoughts? Is this... I mean, obviously, the Lakers are going to be good. They're going to make the playoffs next year, but are they going to be this unstoppable juggernaut? And how soon will this move bite them in the ass if they do have... Kemba, Davis, and LeBron on max contracts two years from now. As always, keep it the great work, love the show, and go Nuggets.
2: Thanks for the question, Chris. As always, I'll get to all your points in a second. I want to hit on this from a Nuggets perspective real quick. My stance all along when it came to Davis and if the Nuggets would trade for him and what that fit would be like, my stance all along, and I laid this out, on bsndenver.com last week. But I thought Davis and Jokic together would be dynamic. I thought those two on the court together would pop. Uh, I feel like that'd be a great fit, Anthony Davis and Nicole Jokic. I didn't really have any concerns there offensively or defensively. I I thought they'd be a great fit. Uh, Now, obviously, the question was, what would you have to give up to get Anthony Davis? And I put out on Twitter last week that New Orleans would definitely ask for Jamal Murray. And the Nuggets aren't going to give up Jamal Murray. And I don't know if you guys saw Mike Singer's report in the post, but that's pretty much what he said there. And so that's kind of how I was reading the situation all along. And it was honestly a kind of similar situation to these past all-star players that Denver could have gotten. They could have gotten Kyrie Irving. They could have gotten Jimmy Butler, but they would have had to give up Jamal Murray. And Now we know Denver's just not going to do that. The Nuggets are not going to give up Jamal Murray in a trade for one of these fellow top 10 players to pair with Nicole Jokic. They're just not. They believe that much in Jamal Murray. And so that's kind of been my stance all along. Like It'd be great. It'd be a really good fit, but it's not going to happen because the Nuggets aren't going to give up Jamal Murray. And even if like they didn't have to give up Jamal Murray and it was just like a massive trade package with Gary Harris and Malik Beasley and Michael Porter Jr. and picks and picks and I don't know if I would have pulled the trigger to get Anthony Davis to Denver. A it'd be a one-year rental. And I don't know if you guys have read that Rich Paul profile Anthony Davis's agent who is also LeBron's like best friend. Yeah. Uh in Sports Illustrated, they did a profile of Rich Paul, and he pretty much confirmed, uh, obviously, that, hey, Boston, if you trade for Anthony Davis, great. We're only staying there for one year. You know, The final loss of that season, our bags are going to be packed. Our house, our apartment, it's already going to be sold. So we're only staying for one season unless we go to LA. That's where he wants to be. So there was really no way Anthony Davis was staying in Denver, right? And so for a one-year rental, I just never really felt like New Orleans had come up with a Denver package that was going to be attractive, and it would be a trade that would be appealing to Denver. I feel like Denver could have been a better team with Davis, but um, just the one-year rental thing would have turned me off in the end if I was the Nuggets. And Denver's really lined their locker room with guys who want to be here, and Davis clearly would not have wanted to be here. I also feel like, and Some of you guys in this podcast are probably tired of me saying this because you don't believe it, but I still feel like this team has another notch to climb with this current group that they have here. With the team that they had last year, and I think, I've speculated the whole summer that I think they'll just pretty much run it back, but I think this group still can tap into its ceiling even more. I don't think they've reached their ceiling, this group, and so I want to see that through. And I'm also one of the few that thinks Denver can win a championship with their current core here. Uh, so all of those reasons put together, that's why I would not have traded for Anthony Davis either. So let's talk about this trade from the Lakers perspective. That's what Chris was wondering. And that's where this trade gets interesting, I think. The parameters of this trade, Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, go to the Pelicans along with A slew of draft picks. The number four pick in 2019. A top eight protected pick in 2021, which moves to unprotected in 2022. An unprotected pick swap in 2023. And an unprotected first rounder in 2024. That the Pelicans can defer to 2025. So, three future first round picks and then swap rights on a couple more. This is a tremendous haul for the Pelicans and David Griffin. This is a huge haul. This is obviously... Way bigger than what the Pacers got from Paul George, and that was Victor Oladipo, who was on a bloated contract, and the Montes Sabonis, who was coming off a poor rookie season. Those things have obviously changed, but that's what the Pacers got for Paul George. Way more than the Timberwolves got for Jimmy Butler, obviously. So this trade for Anthony Davis has really exceeded by leaps and bounds what other superstars have gotten in return way bigger than what Kawhi got. And while you can probably say Kawhi when he got traded was a better player than Anthony Davis is when he got traded, Kawhi in that last season in San Antonio was coming off the injury. Nobody really knew what he was going to be like that season. This season, I guess that looks really foolish right now. And he only played nine games uh, last year. So, nobody really knew what they were getting, what the Raptors were getting. And obviously the trade package kind of reflected that, but this is just a massive haul for the Pelicans. And I'm not even talking about Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball and Josh Hart, because I was never high on these Lakers young players. I would have had zero interest in them if I was the Pelicans. I like Lonzo Ball. I think he could be a good fit with Zion Williamson, The other guys, I mean, Josh Hart, middling role player, probably a career bench guy, I would say. Maybe you could get away with him starting at your two. like If you had really good floor spacing around him and more size, I don't know. I'm just not a huge Josh Hart guy. Not a big believer in Brandon Ingram at this stage in his career either. And so this trade for me, like, it comes down to the picks. And you got a feeling that's really... Why David Griffin wanted to deal with the Lakers because he knew he could get a lot of picks out of them. The Lakers had to get Anthony Davis here with how poor their summers have gone (laughs) as of late, other than getting LeBron James, who wanted to be there really regardless of what else the Lakers were doing. But they haven't been able to get anybody else in free agency. And it seemed like this summer they could potentially be the team that's left out here as the free agency dynamic kind of changes and shifted with. Kevin Durant's injury. So they had to get Anthony Davis, and they did. And I think they probably gave up too many draft picks to get him. So it's a good move by the Lakers to get him. I think they got a little fleeced by David Griffin, though, with the draft picks, because the first thing I thought of when I saw this trade come through was the Brooklyn Nets Boston Celtics trade from a few years back. When the Celtics trade the Nets a washed-up Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce, and, and the Nets sent the Celtics back tons of unprotected picks and swap rights. And that's pretty much how the Celtics built this team. Then again, the Celtics, of course, missed out on Anthony Davis this time around, too. But that's the first thing I thought about. Yes, it seems like the Lakers are going to be good next year with LeBron, with Kuzma, with Davis. I don't know who the hell else they're going to fill out this roster with. It should be interesting. But 2025 is a long time away. LeBron's potentially going to be retired by then. Who knows what team Anthony Davis is going to be on by then? Who knows what the Lakers are going to look like in six years? So that's a long time. A lot of things can happen. This league can move very quickly. I would be a little concerned if I was the Lakers, about those picks coming back to haunt me. Can't be too concerned because you have LeBron and Anthony Davis. Now you're trying to win a title next year. Now, first world problems. But you got to hope that there's a lot of sustained success here if you're the Lakers. How do they fill out the roster? Well, it's going to be fascinating because they have a grand total of five players under contract for next season, including Davis once this thing goes through. Their names are LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kyle Kuzma, Mo Wagner, and Isaac Bonga. So they have five players under contract for next season as of now. Three of those guys are NBA caliber rotation players in LeBron, Davis, and Kuzma. Mo Wagner, from what I saw last season, was not a NBA caliber rotation guy. Isaac Bonga is like a 19-year-old point guard that they drafted last season. I don't think he'll be playing steady rotation minutes for this Lakers team. So they've got a lot of work to do in free agency, and they might not have as much money as they could in free agency. There's a tweet from Woj last night in, in his reporting with Bobby Marks says that the expectation right now is that this trade will be completed on July 6th, and what that means is assuming Davis declines his $4 million trade bonus, the Lakers will have 23.7 million in cap space. There's also a slight chance according to Woj that this trade doesn't get completed until July 30th, meaning the Lakers would have even more cap space, 32.5 million to fill out their roster. Now that's a big difference there. 32.5 million compared to 23.7. So if this trade gets delayed, the Lakers could really open up another max cap spot or close to it. That 32.5 gets you that second max level, I believe. So a big difference there. But it does seem like from Woj's reporting, this trade will go through on July 6th. And that kind of hurts the Lakers' maneuverability and free agency a little bit. I mean, 23.7 isn't a lot of money to fill out an entire roster in rotation pretty much, Right. Like I said, they have three guys that I think are capable of playing rotation minutes on their roster on the books right now Davis, LeBron, Kuzma. You know, they need a point guard, two point guards. They need shooting. They need another big man. Like, they need a lot of things. So, they'll be able to get some guys for below market deals, I think, because guys will just want to come there and play with Davis and play with LeBron and be in LA and uh, be in that spotlight. But, it's not going to be the easiest job in the world to fill out this roster. So Rob has really got a lot of work to do. I mean, if I'm the Lakers, the Kemba Walker thing is out there. And I think he'd be a great fit Um, offensively. Defensively, could be a bit of a struggle. I think this Lakers team will struggle to defend all year, unless they just get one defensive-minded guy after another, which is not an idea I would endorse. But if you splurge for Kemba, it's pretty much all your money, right? And now you're certainly you're looking at a Miami Heat situation where you've got pretty much three guys that you're paying your entire salary cap to. And then the rest of your roster is just old and a little washed up and I think you run into some issues with depth there. And if I'm the Lakers after that LeBron injury last season and how much Davis kind of goes down with those little ankle sprains and whatnot, and almost a game here, a game there. I would rather bypass Kemba Walker and just try to get some quality depth, you know, just try to fill out this roster with some guys who can kind of play. Because if you give all that money to Kemba Walker, you're going to be looking at a lot of minimum deals here. Like that's Lance Stevenson music, you know, and suddenly your roster looks like it did last year. So I'd expect them to go after a lot of shooting. They're going to need it with LeBron. Danny Green, I think that'd be an attractive name there. Seth Curry, I feel like he'd fit really well there, and he'd be down to go and play there with LeBron. KCP, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope. I know he was there last year. He's still got some of that 2018-19 Lakers stink on him, but he can shoot it. So those are the type of wings I'd expect the Lakers to target. And then... You know They got to get a big man. I would think Davis is playing the five. He's kind of had this penchant to not want to play center and play the four with another big next to him. But I would have to assume he's playing the five since LeBron is there. And with how big of a point they made it to hold on to Kuzma in these talks, you got to think they still value him really highly and he'll start. So you're starting LeBron, Kuzma at the three, four, and then Davis at the five. So you got to find a bunch of guards here. So yeah, it should be interesting. I'm fascinated to see it play out. Lakers will be very watchable next season. Davis and LeBron, I don't really see any problems arising with those two playing together offensively or defensively. I think they'll be great. And then yeah, the Lakers are going to try to fill out this roster here. They got a lot of work to do. And I would probably favor trying to spread the money out a little bit, the little that they have here. To try to get a bunch of guys, try to get some depth, get some shooting, get some defense. Don't splurge on Kemba Walker. Now, if Kyrie Irving was like, all right, I'm ready to come to LA if you guys can pay me, yeah, maybe I'd splurge on him. And then you kind of got to really scrounge up some money to piece together the rest of that roster. But Kyrie Irving is just such a better player than Kemba Walker. I think that's a move you probably look to make if he's willing to come to LA and. Form that big three with Davis and LeBron. But to Chris's question, is this the next dynasty? Is this the next power in the Western Conference for the next five years? I don't think so. It's not really how I see it. It's just going to be so tough for them to fill out the rest of this roster. I still think the Nuggets are going to be a better team next year. You know, Lakers, they might come out of this thing as the favorites in the West just because that'd be a nice little prop for. Vegas to put up there. They'll get a ton of action on that. Uh, I still think the Nuggets are going to be better next year. In a playoff series, who knows? But in the regular season, I think Denver will finish with a better record than the Lakers. And I do think the Nuggets were correct for not trading for Davis. I would not have traded for him. Real quick, I want to remind you guys that right now, you can get a BSN Denver subscription for $3.33 a month. And you also get a free t-shirt from the BSN Denver Locker with that when you sign up right now for a limited time. You get access to a lot of great content on the Nugget side. Drafts coming up for agency, Summer League's coming up. You also get our Rockies coverage, our Broncos coverage, our Avalanche coverage as well. All of it's top-notch. Again, you can get an annual pass that ends up costing you $3.33 a month. And you also get a free t-shirt from the BSN Denver Locker with this deal. Also, download the BSN Denver mobile app, on iPhone, on Android. Check it out in the iTunes store. Pretty cool stuff. So yeah, BSnnever.com backslash subscribe. And you can get that annual pass that only ends up costing you $3.33 a month. Plus, you get a free t-shirt. Let's hit a break real quick. A couple more questions to get to on the other side. We'll be right back.
3: cater to all needs, a family-friendly atmosphere. We have Colorado beers on tap, all the games on the TVs. It will blow your mind with amazing barbecue.
2: Welcome back to the BSN Nuggets podcast, Sunday night edition of the program. Harrison Wind here. We are presented, of course, by The Green Solution. If you visit mygreensolution.com and use code BSN20, you can get 20% off your entire purchase. Let's get to a couple questions here. Not a super long show tonight, but I want to give you guys something for your Sunday evening, end of the weekend wrap-up, right when those Sunday scares are getting to you. Just pop on the podcast. Corey from Florida writes, Shouts out to you, Harrison, for putting up the solo pods for a minute now. Thank you, Corey. What do you think of this trade? Miami gets Mason Plumley and two future seconds or a future first. Denver gets James Johnson and their first-round pick. I like it, Corey. I like it a lot. Now, I don't know how realistic it is, because if you're talking about the Heat's first round pick this year, it's number 13 overall. (laughs) And I don't think they're giving that up for Mason Plumley along with James Johnson. I like James Johnson, though. I've always kind of been a fan of his game, point-forward mentality. Funny story about James Johnson. I actually played against him in high school. Yeah maybe played against him is the wrong word because I don't even know if I got in the game when he was still in there. He went to Cheyenne East. Somehow he wound up in Cheyenne, Wyoming. And we hosted a tournament at Fairview every year, the Fairview Festival. Cheyenne East came to play in it. I think it was my freshman or sophomore year of high school. James Johnson was a senior. Senior on Cheyenne East. He was a beast though. Went to Lake Forest then obviously the NBA. But uh, I've always kind of liked this game. I, I always have. He's also a guy that can give a team a little bit of an edge, which I don't think would be a bad thing for the Nuggets. But I don't know how realistic that trade is, Corey. The Heat giving up a first for Mason Plumley. I don't really see it. Now, Plumley might be the guy Denver should look to move if they're looking to get a little bit of cap relief because they could still get a backup center who's really good, but they could probably find that guy for half as expensive as Plumley is this season. So if they moved him, they could save a little money. And I think they'd still also need a backup five man if they were to move Plumley. I think James Johnson can play the four. He can play the small ball five in some lines, but you want another big body. You want another 6'10 bruiser in there in case Nikola Jokic gets in foul trouble or whatnot. Moving Plumlee, though, it's an interesting idea from a Nuggets perspective, because he's obviously getting paid a lot as a backup center. He had a great season last year, and I think he was really integral to what Denver did, especially with the injuries and whatnot. He had a great year, and he didn't have a great playoffs, but he had a great regular season. And you need regular season players, too. You know, you need 16 games players in the playoffs, but you need guys to get you the regular season as well. Mason Plumlee really helped Denver last year. He was great. He had a great year. And now that was kind of stained a little by his playoff performance, but it's easy to forget how well he played in the regular season when myself and Christian Clark sat on this podcast and said the Nuggets have the best one two punch at center in the league. That's how good he was playing during the regular season. But it does certainly seem that they could pay a backup center about half as much and maybe his. Production wouldn't stack up fully to what Plumlee did last year, but he could really help you out too. You know, whoever that theoretical guy would be. So I think maybe that's interesting for Denver to look at because, man, that fourteen million for Plumlee next year—it's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. Thanks for the question, Corey. It's interesting because I could see a scenario where Denver tries to trade into the first round on draft night happening. Now I don't think they're going to be able to get up to were the Miami Heat are picking at 13, nor do I think the Heat would really look to move out of that spot. They need some young guys on rookie deals. But I would not be surprised if we saw a tweet on draft night that says, the Denver Nuggets are one of the teams looking to move into the first round. Now, does that come to fruition? I don't know. But I think Denver will be aggressive on draft night, as they always are. So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Before we move on, quick word from our friends over at Total Beverage. Right now, they've got an awesome deal for BSN listeners. You already know that Total Beverage has the most liquor in Colorado at the best prices in Colorado. Now, they're delivering it anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie. And for a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off a $50 purchase or more on their website and app if you use the code BSN10. Again, if you use the code BSN10, you can save $10 off a $50 order for all your parties. Have it delivered right to your door. One more question on tonight's show. This one comes from Mario. He says, Hi, Harrison. Congratulations to the Raptors. Very happy for Masai Ujiri. So cool to see a new team win the championship. I agree. Respect to the Warriors for fighting until the very end. It was an amazing finals to watch for true NBA fans. The field is now wide open for next season for teams like the Nuggets to get into the mix for actually winning an NBA championship. As a longtime Nuggets fan, I've never been able to say that. Nuggets ownership, management, and players, I think, feel the same way this summer. As a fan, I just want to see the Nuggets make a trade or two to improve the team. Looking at how Masai built the Raptors was one big trade with Kawhi and Danny Green. A few key trades here and there, Abaka Gasol. Strong draft picks, Siakam, and undrafted players like Van Vliet. The Raptors do not have one star for agent on their team. The Nuggets can do the same. I know you've been talking about how many options the Nuggets have, and I agree with a lot of what you've been saying. If I had to prioritize the possibilities, I rank it this way. Number one trade for Bradley Beal? Use Gary Harris as a centerpiece. Untouchables for me are Jokic, Murray, and Porter. Beal is the player needed to just get one more bucket versus the Blazers in that 4 0 game. Look at the possibility of going after Chris Middleton. This is number two. A long shot, but try. Three trade for Robert Covington. Four draft a wing who can play defense and give depth there. Appreciate all your pods recently. Talk soon. Thanks for the question, Mario. I like your order there. I'd probably agree with it for sure. The Beal trade would be great. I don't really see that happening, though. The free agency options, Denver doesn't seem to be in the driver's seat for any of those level one guys. But if they were, you would really hope that guy was Chris Middleton, right? I mean, Chris Middleton is the guy who you add to this current core. And Denver's the favorite in the West next season, hands down. You know, he is just the guy you need to go against LeBron in the playoffs. He's the guy you need to match up with Paul George in the playoffs. He's the guy you need that can switch, that can defend multiple positions, that can stretch the defense out to three, who's unselfish, who's a good locker room guy, he's a good character guy. Man, I love me some Chris Middleton. And he would be such a great fit here. Such a great fit. Now, I don't see Milwaukee letting him get away, right? There's no way Milwaukee lets Chris Middleton get away. They're probably their second best player last season, him or Splash Mountain, you know? And if I'm the Bucs, I would place a much higher priority on bringing Middleton back than Brooke Lopez or Malcolm Brogdon, who's the guy they're probably going to lose, I'm guessing, Brogdon. So I don't see Middleton going anywhere, but Man, he would just be a perfect fit here in Denver. Covington, I've gone on about Robert Covington probably longer than most Nuggets or Timberwolves fans would want me to here, but I think he'd be a great fit. You guys know that. And then, you know, maybe draft a wing. There are some interesting wings in this draft here. Now, if Denver does find themselves at the end of the first round or they get into the second round and get a guy that's falling that they like. There's some interesting guys that could be there. KZ Akpala from Stanford. Long athletic wing who can shoot it. I'd check out some of his YouTube highlights if you have a couple minutes, you know? Like there's some guys there. So, I know Denver's done their due diligence on the draft like they always do. They've only had one pre-draft workout, but I mean don't read into that too much. That's just because they actually do not physically have a pick as of now. But there's some options there. If Denver finds themselves in the second round with a guy that certainly might be falling and that they like and that they've scouted and that they've done their background on. So the draft could be interesting for Denver. I feel like it could be interesting for a lot of teams. Feels like there's going to be a lot of movement. Maybe some big names are on the move. We'll see. That's all the time I got for tonight, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sending the questions in. Remember, wind at bsndenver.com through email or on the Total Beverage Fan Hotline, 1-800-BSN-8394, 1-800-BSN-8394. I'll be back with another episode on Monday. Talk to you then.
0: The Colorado Golf Association is dedicated to preserving, improving, and serving the game of golf here in Colorado. And right now they're conducting their annual Dream Golf Vacation Raffle. Ed May, Executive Director of the Colorado Golf Association, gave us some more info on what exactly you can win if you enter.
1: We had six grand prizes this year and 40 plus other prizes. So the the big ticket items, so to speak, or the grand prizes are a trip to the BMW Championship, including VIP access, thanks to our partnership with BMW. Uh, We have a trip to Streamsong, we have a trip to Bandon Dunes, we have a trip to Sand Valley. Then we have what I think might be the coolest, a chance to take uh, a 7 Series BMW down to Telluride to play in a CGA-only event. The raffle tickets will go on sale on our website, coloradagolf.org. Tickets are $40, and you know all the proceeds from the raffle are going to support youth development in the state of Colorado. So you're making a great donation to a great cause, but you're also having a chance to uh, really have a fantastic dream golf vacation.
0: For a chance to win, be sure to go to coloradogolfassociation.org.